What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The schedule is out, and I am going to tell you which running back is going to win you your fantasy league based on his playoff schedule. But you have to wait for that. This is a teaser. You have to wait approximately 15 seconds. Dave, do you know which running back is going to win you? Not a clue. Oh, how about the guy who runs for 200 yards almost every time he faces this opponent? Derrick Henry gets Houston twice in the fantasy playoffs and... Seattle. Seattle gave up the third most fantasy points to running backs last year. They did sign Draymond Jones to beef up their run, beef up their run defense, but no player has a better postseason schedule, weeks 15, 16, and 17, than Derrick Henry. No running back anyway. Houston, Seattle, and then at Houston. So does that make you want to draft him in round one? <laughs> no. No, I don't think so. And, and that's Does that a, make you want to take him ahead of Josh Jacobs or no. even Brees Hall? I don't Did, think so. Does it do anything for you? To me, no. This this right. show, look, I'm 100% honest. This show's probably not going to do all that much for me, but we will give you information and you will decide what it means to you. What does all this mean to you, Dave, this schedule stuff? We knew what the opponents were for every team. Months ago. I mean, we, we know who most of these teams are going to play next year already. There's like three games, I think, that are determined based on how a team finishes within their division. Everything else is already like set. Yeah. So th- it's it's more about putting it into the context of, well, do they have any rough spots in their schedule where they play like on a short week and then they play again on a on a Sunday or something like that. You know, there are weird quirks in the schedule. 
And there are certain things that fantasy managers should know. For example, it was on this show at this time last year when I was freaking out because in week 14, the NFL scheduled six teams on by. Now, picture this. It's the first year or it was the year where we knew that playoffs had to start in week 15. It's an 18-game schedule, et cetera, et cetera. And the, the last week of the regular season, there's six teams on by. A by NATO in week 14. This year, the NFL got the memo. Only two teams are on by in week 14. The last two teams to have a by are. The Arizona Cardinals, who I don't know how many exciting players there will be on Arizona this year, and the Commanders, and their league, or their league, their team, their season could go south pretty quickly uh, if things don't go right. So I, I think we're better off as far as like across the board fantasy playoff positioning goes. Yeah with the way that they scheduled week 14, but it does not mean that we don't have binados, Adam. There are two binados and there's one mini binado. I shall call it a mini binado. <laughs> you talking about week 10. I am talking about week 10. You've already seen it. Yeah. Kansas city, the Eagles are super bowl champions. The dolphins and the Rams are on by in week 10. The two weeks that have six teams on by are weeks seven and 13. Uh, one thing, though, Dave, so those are the binatal weeks. I think if you look at the NFC East last year, we knew this time last year, we knew the NFC East had the easiest schedule. And three teams made the playoffs out of the NFC East, and the commanders came pretty close. And by the way, just there are actually four games now that are determined by where you finish in your division. Um, not three. Okay. Yeah, because it used to be three now. What, what the hell do I know? Go ahead. Uh, but the NFC East I, has a brutal, brutal schedule this year. Much harder, at least on paper. You never know how it's going to play out. According to the New York Post, the three teams that have the toughest schedule based on last year's win percentages are oh, the Giants, okay. the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Patriots. But if you think about who the NFC East played last year, they played the NFC North, which was... I mean, you just threw all over those teams and ran on them, too. I mean, the Lions, for half the season, you ran on them. But you threw on them all year. The The Vikings had a horrible secondary. The Bears were the, one of the worst defenses. Uh, instead, now this year, they're getting the AFC East and the NFC West. So, and, and you know, it's what yeah. I, I think. The, I think the NFC East and the AFC East have pretty difficult schedules. And by comparison, I would say the AFC North has it relatively easy. Now, listen, it stinks when you're in the AFC North because you have to play the other teams in the AFC North, but they also play against the AFC South. So that means a game against Houston, Indy. I don't know if Tennessee's defense is going to be great. Usually Vrabel gets those guys going, but who knows? Uh, Jacksonville, who knows about their defense? They also take on the NFC South. Uh, I think that there's good defense still in the NFC South, but we know that the offenses aren't necessarily locked in and that could make things tougher on those defenses, make things easier on the opponents that they play. That's good news for the AFC North. Okay, and honestly, the, the Giants have the real short end of the stick. They Seven of their first 11 games are on the road. Uh, I saw a tweet from Warren Sharp at Sharp Football. He said the Giants are the first team to play on the road seven times in the first 10 weeks of the season since the NFL reinstated bye weeks in 1990, no team has ever had to do that. But I think they're on the road seven of the first 11 weeks. But they, I mean, this is a team that coasted on an easy schedule last year. 
When they played good teams, they got slaughtered. So they're going to have to legitimately improve because it's not going to be such a cakewalk for them. No, it's 7 of 11. And listen, I think we can find some really terrible things about a lot of teams' schedules, including several teams playing multiple short week Thursday night games. There's a distinction between just a regular Thursday game and then the short week Thursday game. Um, The NFL made a change in their schedule. You might have heard about it. Uh, earlier this week, but there are a bunch of squads that play multiple Thursday night games on a short week this this year. Trying to find it. (laughs) (laughs) Here they are. Are First of all, crazy quirk. Packers, Lions, both of their games, you know, they play each other twice in the same division. Both of them are on Thursdays. So those two teams, two Thursday night games, the Bears, they're going to actually be the first NFL team to play two short week Thursday games ever because they've got one, I think it's week five, and then another one in week 10. Uh, The Commanders, the 49ers, the Saints, and the Steelers. How about the Steelers, the only AFC team to have multiple short week games, and they're both at home. Mm, Interesting. Everybody else has, I believe everybody else has a one and one. Obviously, the Packers and the Lions do. Now, this doesn't include the Cowboys. For example, the Cowboys play back-to-back Thursday games, but one of those is going to be a full week of rest. They play on Thanksgiving, full week of rest, and then they take on Seattle after that, I believe. And Seattle also plays on the Thursday of Thanksgiving. So we got a question here from Scott, and he says, who is the team you were high on, and now when you take a look at their schedule, you are not so high on them? Do you have an answer? I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. Because the one thing that I haven't done yet is gone through each schedule and 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 looked at a team. And listen, I'm never going to do this with a team that's got a high-powered offense. This is always going to be a team that we think can have an improved offense. But oh, you know, like the Giants might be a decent example of this. We think the Giants offense could take a big step forward. They added some firepower to their passing game. Offensive line seems to be a little bit better. Uh, and Saquon's back, but man, it's seven of their first 11 games are on the road. Th- that's going to wear them down. That's not going to be easy. They have two back-to-backs and then three games in a row on the road. And that's how they make up their seven road games. So yeah. that's going to be tough on them. That's an example of what we're looking for, though. We're looking for teams yeah. that have a tough schedule early on. And we're also looking for teams that have an, a good schedule early on that might tick up a couple of players and make them a little bit more interesting. I would say that the schedule is best used as a tiebreaker. So for example, let's say we're looking at, um, I'm trying to think of somebody on the giants that would be meaningful besides Saquon Barkley. Well, like maybe Daniel Jones. Yeah, and, jo- and Gino I think Smith. Jones. I think Daniel Jones. Yeah. So like Daniel, let's, I'm debating between Daniel Jones and Gino Smith. And keep in mind, I haven't looked at Seattle's schedule. I might take a look down and look at Seattle's schedule right now and go, but this is terrible. I don't know. I haven't looked at it yet. But if Seattle's no, it's, it's schedule good. is more favorable, or if Denver's is more favorable early on, that's the tiebreaker for me. I'll take that quarterback over somebody like Daniel Jones, who's just he's going to have a tough go of it being on the road so much. So I actually do like the AFC West schedules, even though they do face the AFC East. And here's the thing about the AFC East, right? Buffalo, I I don't really know about their their defense. It's not as good without Von Miller, and he may not be ready for the start of the season, as we we heard today. Um, defensive back, I think they'll be better this year. You'll get some of their safeties healthy, and Tredavious White, a year recovered from the ACL. But they usually have a very good defense. The Dolphins traded for Jalen Ramsey. They've got some good pieces there. The Patriots, 
Last year, they weren't a tough matchup, but they're never a layup. And then you got the Jets, and the Jets are just probably a brutal matchup. So the AFC West does get the a- the AFC East, so that's not good. Um, but they they also get the AFC, the NFC North, which has Minnesota and Chicago and Detroit and Green Bay. Uh, and Detroit could have a good defense this year. That wouldn't shock me, but still. No, I agree. And, and then you get these shootouts, hopefully, in the... NFC West in the AFC West, right? You, if you're Denver, for example, you don't have to face Denver, and you get the Chiefs, and you get the Raiders, and the Chargers are kind of an iffy defense. So I like I so so Russell Wilson and Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. They've got Las Vegas, Washington, at Miami in Week Three could be tough cross country trip at Chicago in Week Four, Jets in Week Five that could be tough. Then the Chiefs, then the Packers, then the Chiefs. Before their bye. So their first nine games, you got the Chiefs twice. You got the Bears. You got the Raiders. You got Washington. That was a team that I noticed. And I like Justin Herbert, too. I like the Broncos. And I like the the Chargers to get off the good starts. Uh, Justin Herbert, um, he's got Miami in week one. I think that could be tough. But both Denver matchups are week 14 or later for just Justin Herbert. So if you're going to ask me the teams that if I were going to change anything, Probably a little bit of, of an advantage to Denver and the Chargers. And the Giants really are the worst. To me, they have the worst schedule. Because um, if they struggle with 7 of 11 road games and, you know, tough tough teams to begin with, even if it gets a little bit more favorable down the stretch, you may not even get there if, if you're relying on the Giants on your fantasy squads. You may not even get there in your fantasy leagues. But, sure. So that would so, be my answer. N- Misery loves company. Let me give you a couple other quirks that I'm just noticing. I'm finally getting around to looking at every team's schedule. Uh, so forgive me if I don't mention your team, everybody that's watching and listening. Uh, but we will get to it, and at some point we'll be able to go over this with the fine-toothed comb. Raiders start the season at Denver, at Buffalo, Pittsburgh at home, at the Chargers. So they're on the road three of their first four games. That's not fun. Uh, New Orleans. Tennessee at home to open the season, then back-to-backs at Carolina, at Green Bay, home against Tampa, and then at New England and at Houston. So four of their first six games are on the road. Uh, we talked about the Giants already. They've got four of their first six. Do we at, care about road, road games? Because, I mean, I keep saying that about the Giants, but it's almost historic uh, how, how much they're going to be on the road. But I don't really care that much about teams that are on the road. I don't like teams that have to travel a lot. You know, they have to fly miles. You know, some teams have a lot more miles than other teams. Sure, but like, so what's what what harm does it do to go on the road? Now, on one hand, these these guys have been playing college football and, you know, they've been traveling already for multiple years of their lives. What you don't see is sometimes when they're on the road, there's delays um, you know, just like we experience when yeah, but, we, when but we travel, do we know uh, this sometimes is a players problem? get stuck overnight? Like the, when you're playing a Sunday night Come game, on. you don't get home till like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. What does the that next matter? Day. What does that matter? It doesn't it affect catch, them. It, listen, when you're on the road seven times in 11 weeks, well, yeah. it catches up with you. Just think to yourself that you've got to travel going 14 different flights over an 11 week span. Man, that's going to wear on you. Yeah, right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it has to be you know, very eye-opening. It's not just, oh, they're on the road, that's bad. By the way, the Giants at Arizona week two, at San Francisco week three, they are staying on the West Coast uh, for that. Um, Right, so hopefully, like, that's what I was about to say. It makes sense for them to do something like that, Uh, but they won't do that when they go to Miami and then Buffalo, and they won't do that for their mid-season 
uh, three-game road trip to Vegas, Dallas, and Washington. Yeah, Won't do it then. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to add, sir? I would like to break down the primetime games for the Cardinals and the Texans. <laughs> I'll give you five minutes, Dave. Okay, he's okay. done. He's done. Yeah, I don't need five. We're good. Uh, Atlanta only has one spotlight game. It's an international game. Uh, I believe Indianapolis, yep, Indianapolis only has one spotlight game. That always kind of tells you what the league expects from, yeah. from those teams. So the fact that they're not putting Arizona in primetime at all, um, Houston, just ha- they've got the number two overall pick in the draft. He's not going to be on primetime. Atlanta's a team that made a bunch of interesting changes this offseason. League doesn't care. They're not giving them the chance. Same thing with Indy. They took Richardson fourth overall. Yeah. They're not giving him any primetime games. I, I, I kind of feel like that means something. I don't know how much I can apply it to fantasy, but I would say that if the league knows something about those teams, then maybe we should kind of go with the league on it. Are you excited about these games? Ready? Panthers at Falcons. That's week. Oh, no. Panthers at Falcons. Just are you when excited? Are you excited about Panthers at Falcons? Do you, are you, do you want to tune in? I mean, no, the I'm, I'll no. pay attention. Yeah, I'm, it's okay. Texans at Ravens. No. Yeah, I, I, kind of. Bengals at Browns. Kind of. Like, there's a there's a good team that I'm interested in in every single one of these games. Jaguars at Colts. Uh, yeah. Bucks at Vikings. Yeah, I mean that's interesting. Titans at Saints. I'm not I'm not clearing out my schedule right. to watch these games. Is this week one? <laughs> this is week one. Week one sucks. Right, right. You know what? They don't care because everybody's gonna be watching anyway. And by the way, we've got a hell of a Monday night game week one. Yeah, Thursday night is Lions at Chiefs. That that's an interesting one. Monday is Bills at Jets. Sunday night is Cowboys at Giants. Right. Uh, but Eagles at Patriots? That, okay, maybe that's interesting. Dolphins at Chargers to me is my That'll be favorite fun. game. Raiders at Broncos could be fun. Packers at Packers at Bears is is very intriguing, considering I already know Bears fans that are ready to say this is our year. Rogers is gone. Justin Fields gets (laughs) to beat the Packers finally. And I'm just thinking to myself, how devastated are they going to be when they're open one? All right, everyone, that's it for our schedule release bonus pod. Much more coming, everybody. Yeah, including the Bills who play four of their first six at home. How about that? Well, wait, one's in international, so never mind. Actually, wait, what's the? let me check the Bills' schedule. I want to see uh, if they're going to be in freezing cold weather for the end. For, yeah. Oh, of course they are. Well, mm, yeah, Dallas at home. Championship yeah. week see, against New England. You'd like for them to be on the road in the fantasy playoffs, but they have two Well, week games. 16, they're at the Chargers. Yeah, that's that's that'll be a bonanza. Mark it. All right, see you later, everybody. Have You've a great already ruined the game, Adam. <laughs> No one will remember. Six months from now. I will. I remember. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. Don't know that reference, but I, I will Google it. See you later, everybody. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.